Welcome, friends and sadists, back to another harrowing episode of Blood on the Dice. My name is Brian, I'm the creator and producer of this show, but more importantly, I play Basil Quark, the whiny artificer who you're all probably rooting to die anyways. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. my, oh, sorry. No, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. No, that's it. That's all, that's all I have. <laughs> Let's all start talking at once. <laughs> um, my name's Camille, and uh, I came up with a little rhyme now that I'm sixth level. Uh, so I play uh, Pebble Soot who is your pirate with double the divinity, whose soul is stuck in Barovia for probably infinity. <laughs> oh, snap. Absolutely love it. Uh, I didn't know we were rhyming. Now I well, feel it just it came to me in a, in a dream and I thought, you know, might as well say it. You really set the bar real high. All right, right sorry guys, sorry guys. Say right, right after I said it so low. <laughs> it's fine, I could do that. <clears throat> My name is Cork Grizzly and I, Prefer my carbonated beverages, fizzly. Okay, well, no applause that time. <laughs> technically, that, technically a rhyme. That was equally as good, if not better. <laughs> Is that all you got? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Borokoro. There's some things I wanted to know. I'm no, I can't. I can't. Sorry. Uh, I am Borokoro Boldenara. I am the dragonborn fighter. Uh, I am here because I am the Argon Bostiest Argon Bost that ever Argon Bosted. So I am excited to get back to Bosting the Arts. Hell yeah. You guys do remember that this is like technically a horror show, right? Just like that's that's the vibe here, as long as everyone I said, I remember said that. Soul was stuck for probably infinity. So that's uh, you you were on point. That's, oh, thank you. Camille, honestly, Camille is the only one who actually understood the assignment here. I don't know. Hearing Joe rap was pretty scary. <laughs> oh. And I am Alex, and I'm your dungeon master this evening for session nine of Curse of Strahd. You guys are now officially level six. I got to be honest with you. I really am not convinced that that's going to save you if um, if this plays out the way I expect it to play out based on how things have been going oh, so far. You've been saying that for months. Now. I, you know, <laughs> I don't uh, see. Here's the thing. This actually worries me. Because usually we start these sessions off with us being like, oh, we're going to die. We're in so much danger. And Alex is like, you guys, like, you'll be okay. You'll, you'll figure out your way through it. This time we come, we're coming in with some confidence, unearned, but confident. And Alex is now dragging us back down. So no, I, I, I am unkillable. Things are, I don't want to say things are not playing out the way I thought they would, because that almost makes it sound like I think you guys are doing it wrong. But um, you guys, are you guys have made some really <laughs> interesting choices. And, and I think that there are other metrics besides I'm still alive to suggest whether or not you're actually doing well. Hey, this was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. <laughs> hey, nice little wrap. There you go. Yeah. So where we left it. The battle against Strahd's thralls continues. Father Petrovich summons the spirits of his noble ancestors who surround you with a holy white light. Soon the vampires are driven off and Isaac leaves to muster his scattered guards. Before you can make it safely back to the church, Strahd von Zarevich himself attacks, killing and drinking the blood of Milovaj, the teenage gravedigger, before transforming into a monstrous bat and flying away. Carrying Milovaj's body up the high road, you encounter Soldarevich and Krushkin, the hunters who tell you that they were helping the guards to fight off a pack of wolves trying to breach Falaki's western gate. 
At the church, Father Petrovich suggests that as your arrival has coincided with an ongoing horror of witches and now a vampire attack, public sentiment is likely to turn against you and that you ought to leave Alaki until the town can come to its senses. Rictavio resolves to travel east to Barovia village, but Irina Kolyana, herself unwilling to remain in Velaki, asks again that you escort her to the village of Kresk. In the dark of early morning, you set out onto the old Svalich road, heading west and soon encounter one of the wild mountain folk of Mount Gakis, who uses a strange magic to command the thorny plants nearby to move and attack you. With the help of a cloaked rider, you drive the attacker back into the woods. The writer reveals himself to be the Vistana Aragal, who wishes to repay you for rescuing his niece Arabelle. His payment comes in the form of the confession that he conspired to bring you to the land of Barovia essentially as entertainment for Strahd, whom he says might have already grown bored of you had it not been for your association with Irina, for whom the vampire has fostered a strange obsession. Aragal goes on to tell you that only the Vistani are able to penetrate the choking mists that surround the valley. Even after death, all souls are destined to be reborn in Barovia or walk the valley in some horrible undead form. Lastly, Aragal tells you that he and his clan are loyal to Strahd von Zarevich because of ancient oaths between them, which the Vistani are unwilling to break and that, his debt being paid, you should not consider him an ally if you were to stand against Strahd. Continuing west, you see a ruined, castellated manor st standing on a grim precipice overlooking the valley. Assuming this to be the legendary Argenboastholt, Manner of the Dragon Knight, you leave the road to push through the woods and up the mountainside. As you do, you are attacked by five ravenous wolves, each the size of a bear. And and like you you kill them and beat them, and it's fine now. So um, easy. Nice. No problem. You you line them up, we knock them down. We are so good at this. We we've got this, guys. There's nothing to be afraid of in this place anymore. So that's the plan though. We're heading up the mountain. Yes. How how far away from like the castle we wanted to investigate, are we? Um, maybe half a mile. Guys, that's like a hop, a skip, and a jump. And how, how far did we go since we decided we're going to take this detour? How far have we gone? Maybe, maybe like a, a mile. I mean, you, you have, you've not been long out of town at all. Okay. Guys, we're more, we're more than halfway there, guys. What I'm hearing is we're making progress. With Basil's uncanny sense of direction, you are able to stay on the course even as you navigate the steep incline of the stony mountainside and the thick foliage of the Svalich woods. Soon you emerge along a narrow dirt road that hugs the northern slope of the mountain spur. Looking down the road to the southeast, you see the trees break in the stone edifice of a fortified mansion beyond. Cool. Well, I, I, honestly, I forgot about Basil's uncanny sense of direction. That even even his uh, his feet they started out with is annoying. <laughs> the massive stone manor looks like it has been abandoned for hundreds of years. The southern wing is nearly entirely collapsed, and its high central tower leans almost imperceptibly to the side. Even in the gray light of Barovian midday, the nearby Balinok Mountains cast a shadow of perpetual dusk over the obdurately still and silent house. Its windows are nothing more than black voids, yet you cannot shake the feeling of myriad eyes staring back at you from the darkness. Before the ruin stands a 10-foot-wide, 10-foot-high cube of granite, atop which a moss-covered statue of a dragon is perched, its wings tucked close to its body. The statue looks east toward the mansion. Well, the, the decor seems to indicate we're in the right place. Uh, Borcoro uh, will take a knee and pay homage to the dragon kin from which he is related, uh, and also to the great fire makers 
who, you know, made fire. I'm getting on a knee and I'm being like, yo. <laughs> okay. How is how is everyone looking? Are we I know I know those wolves took a chunk out of me. I I I'm looking pretty good. Great. I'm fine. I think Basil hit the got the worst of it. As is usual. His tender meat from not doing a hard day's work in his life. The wolves can really smell it. Look, I you know, I've gotten more than a few paper cuts in my time. I've read a lot of books and the, some of them were quite heavy. So think about that. No, I don't knock a paper cut. Those things really hurt. They really hurt. I, I, what is this paper you guys are talking about? <laughs> That's what I was wondering as well. And a book? I'm not familiar with the concept, truly. <laughs> Either way, you know what I could really use? I wish I had a bow and arrow that just magically shot arrows so I wouldn't have to keep finding them, you know? Uh, oh, did I, did I forget to, to give you this? So, fun th- fact, uh, the other night, I couldn't sleep after the whole vampires nearly ripping us apart. I'm not sure why. I slept like a baby. Uh, that that really explains a lot about you. And we're going to unpack that at a later date. But in the meantime, I, I got to tinkering. And Bokoro, uh, I noticed you are about out of arrows, which would make you even more useless than you already are. Cool. I, wow. I'm, jo- I'm joking, obviously. I was harsh, man. It's 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 a joke, sort of. Anyways, let me make a few quick adjustments to your bow. Uh, you won't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, so Basil pulls out some tools, tinkers away at Volcoro's bow, and all of a sudden, like the string lights up with like a glowing silver energy. Well, pull that back, let it go, and forget about the arrows. I don't usually approve of your. Uh... Elvish chicanery, but I like that my bowstring now lights up like, oh my god! It just like made an arrow and shot it into the air and disappeared. Oh my god! Did you guys see that? He made magic arrows made of light. Oh my god, I take back most everything I've said about you. This is the coolest thing I've ever received. Uh, Do you want to know where I I learned how to do that? Absolutely not. I have no interest in that. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Already regretting my decision. Uh, Pebble, you on the other hand, I was tinkering around with this ring and I figured uh, you could use a little jolt of magic yourself. Just, you know, give it a tap and get some extra magical juice whenever you're feeling a little low. Nice. Thanks. Cork, I look at you so expectantly (laughs) and hold out my hand with like a child like look of wonder on my face to see what cool gift I'm about to receive. Cork, um, you might like this. Uh, you see my, my gauntlet here? I, I now can make it glow even brighter and blind people. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> and, and, but, and for me, though? Oh, yes. Sorry. I do, I do have a gift for you. And uh, he reaches deep into his bag and pulls out a bar of soap. And hands it to Cork. <laughs> this will help you camouflage and make you nearly invisible to the naked nose. Cork, a single tear escapes his eye. He's so happy. He's like, I will use this potion and will not let you down. And he takes a bite of the bar of soap. Oh, I was I was just about to say, please don't eat it. It's it's, oh. it's- <clears throat> oh. 
<laughs> things are tough to get down sometimes. Yes, it's not it's not an ingesting potion. It's 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 like a salve. Like you rub it on yourself, preferably with water. Okay. Well, I put it in my bag and um am pretty much never going to use that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um Basil looks over at Irina, realizes he doesn't have anything for her, and then just kind of awkwardly turns away. Um <laughs> Turning back to Pebbles, like, so since you've got that fancy new ring, um, maybe you'd send some some magical healing my way, because I <coughs> he coughs up blood. I'm not in tip-top shape. If I if I had to put a number on it, I'd say bad. Sure. That's that's not good. So I will definitely toss some healing your way. Let me see here. All right, I'm going to cast a third level prayer of healing on you because I can repair that slot. That's going to be 18 HP back to you. Oh, that is just a beautiful thing to hear. I am nearly topped out. And I will immediately, for the first time, tap my thumb ring and give myself that slot back for when I may need it next. Basil, Basil tears up a little bit to see his his inventions being so well received. It feels really cool when it happens. It's like I go zoo, and then I have more power again. I can feel the water of Umberly flowing within. The joys of learning spread far and wide. Yes. The joys of Umberly are always. And inside. I too have a gift for you. Oh, oh no. Basil, Basil looks at Cork, uh, very afraid. Uh, <laughs> I, I pick up <laughs> I lift up my foot and kind of scrape some of the mud off it and squeeze it into a ball and I'm like here you can use this to block out any unwanted smells you just kind of put it in your nose like this let me show you and I start kind of smearing the dirt into your face oh oh no oh, no okay you're welcome, friend. Basil uh, taps a little little eye, like rune carved into his armor and it like magically cleans his face off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I greatly appreciate it. Of course. I guess we're all looking good. We can start. Yeah, does anybody in. else need any healing before we take on these ruins? I believe we are ready to enter this castle, blessed by the great dragons that came before us. We shall go inside, and perhaps we will burn this place down. Well, it is made of stone, so it seems unlikely. But you'd you be surprised how effectively stone can burn. I get. I guess never say never. I can see Alex rolling his eyes at us. <laughs> He's ready for us to stop dicking around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> Flagstone steps flanked by stone railings climb to a landing in front of a pair of tall wooden doors with rusted iron bands and knockers shaped like small dragons. Carved into the lintel above the entrance is the word Argenvostholt. Well, that answers any lingering doubts we had about being in the right place. As you mount the stone steps, you feel a sudden gust of ice-cold wind on your back. Uh, It's going to push me forward, and I'm going to with sort of ceremony, grab one of the knockers and knock three times. Nobody answers. 
How long do you want to wait? Uh, I'll only wait a moment before I'm like, okay, guys, I think it's good for us to go in. And then I'm going to try to go. All right. Oh, shit. It's trapped. You're immediately incinerated. <laughs> All right. This room feels like a king's tomb. A grand staircase leads up to stone balconies held aloft by stone pillars and arches. A tall faded tapestry depicting a nobleman in silver armor hangs from an iron rod above the staircase landing. Six sets of double doors lead from this foyer. Along the walls displayed on marble pedestals are three alabaster busts of handsome men. A fourth bust and its pedestal have been knocked over and their shattered remains lie strewn across the mosaic floor. Two chandeliers hang from the ceiling like monstrous black spiders. Perhaps uh, I believe we should head upstairs. I feel like if we are going to find anything of interest, it will be in one of the master bedrooms, perhaps. Um, can I quickly climb up to the ceiling and inspect the chandeliers? <laughs> Putting put that new new climbing speed to good use. Yeah, not that I need to, but just because <laughs> I can, you know? Um, as you move across the floor to the wall, a great shadow with wings moves across the walls and disappears. You hear the soggy steel hiss in the darkness. That being said, you are able to climb up to the top of the gallery level. They are, in fact, perfectly mundane chandeliers. Mm. And yet, I'm still terrified. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you said so. You said there was like some busts in the room, and like, uh, was there like an ornate set of silver armor, or was it, like a statue of someone in silver armor? No, that's it's the tapestry, oh, the tapestry. that hangs over the stairs. Okay. Can I can I like closely inspect the the things that stand out in this room, like the uh, like the busts and the tapestries, see if there's any you know hidden hidden buttons or anything this this feels like this place is going to have some some secret passages um if you want to give me some kind of roll yeah it's a little investigation yeah sure sure all right well first roll of the day starting out hot with a two you do not find anything even though that two is a nine does that that get me somewhere honestly i i probably i shouldn't have made your roll no you're (laughs) you're still quite inexplicably confident that there is nothing to find in this room I'm going to watch Basil as he pokes around in corners, and I'm going to be like, I'm pretty sure the doors are right there where we could go up the steps. Yeah, I mean, you you still have, you know, eight exits from this You know what? Like, Basil's riding a high of people liking the shit he made, and he thought he'd put his other skills to good use, and that one backfired. That's on him. (laughs) And what direction did we see the shadow go in? It just kind of... It sort of flew across the floor and then the wall. Okay. As soon as Cork moved across the, the room. Okay, and only saw a shadow. Okay. If I've learned anything about uh, strange manor houses, um, the most interesting thing will be locked in the attic. I also, I agree. I think we should go up. We can, we can start up and work our way down. Yeah. That sounds good. And that way, if we run into trouble, we'll already be at the top of the house and there will be no way out. <laughs> Two stone balconies flank the main foyer. Balusters carved to resemble knights in shining armor support their elegantly carved stone railings. Weapons and shields festoon the walls along each of these walkways, while alabaster busts of handsome men flank the hallways that lead north and south away from the foyer. At the west end of each balcony is an archway that leads to a spiral staircase going up. Are, are the busts of the men recognizable at all, like, uh, like famous knights or something? 
or like anybody that we would know of or are they just handsome men that i don't recognize they they look kind of like me i would say <laughs> they're they're actually no they're, they're thoroughly unremarkable okay. or at least they they certainly don't trigger any memories for you of any other statues or paintings or anything you've ever okay. seen i say we keep going up yeah let's pick a let's pick a staircase sounds good to me um left or right trouble go left oh i was gonna say right oh well mm. that that makes me even more confident in my answer <laughs> hmm. this one yes you head up the stairs about one floor before it terminates at a curtain Terminates is not a word I ever want to hear you say. Is there anything beyond the curtain? Would you like to move the curtain? Uh, yeah, I would push through the curtain. I don't see why I would not. Uh, before he does that, I think I want to... Does anyone have any like battle prep they want to do? Wait, okay. Oh my god, there's a hallway. Ah! Okay. Uh, no, no, no. no. Yeah. Please go on. Would you like to prepare to fight the hallway some more? You know what? <laughs> Uh, how how dark is this? Is this like are these ruins? Is it? Is there like any light coming in here? I guess pretty dark downstairs. I mean, there's at least been light coming through windows. That's that's a good question. I should have held you accountable for that. Um, do any of you guys not have some kind of dark vision? Puzzle, can you touch my helmet? I mean, Arena doesn't. So, uh, Volcoro, I could do you one better. And Basil like lifts up his gauntlet again, like taps a couple of runes and just ignites in like a 30 foot radius of bright light. I forgot. So yeah, Vorkoro was wearing your primary light source. So that's going to be good news for Irina and other characters that dark. Well, you say, yeah, well, Vorkoro, like I can like tinker to give him light. And I think Camille has a cantrip for it too. But like Basil's new thing is that like his gauntlet is now just like, it is a torch and has 30 feet of light. Okay. So then, yeah, you got a pretty good look on all this. Again, Basil's very pleased to see his inventions being useful. He, he, has to, he has to, like, Iron Man up his helmet to hide, like, the childish grin he has. I mean, the last time his inventions were useful was when he was a child, so this makes a lot of sense. Jeez. <laughs> Work wow. is neat today. Yeah, that one was from Jake. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, it's not technically wrong. That is kind of Basil's backstory that he was he was a gifted kid who has not followed up on that promise. Yeah, honestly, I'm salty because it's relatable to my life. <laughs> <laughs> so where to now? I guess we should inspect the rooms, maybe. Yeah, we don't we don't see anywhere else to go up right now. So yeah, down the hallway. Uh, do we want to split up or stay together? Definitely not split up. I, I think we've learned that splitting up is almost never the answer. I don't know. The last time I did, I split up, I did pretty good. You know, and then when I met up with you guys, I got attacked by vampires. So I'm just saying. So true. I'm team splitting up. Look, in terms of like solo missions, I'm totally for sending Vorkoro in to sneak around places. We're not a subtle group. No. I, but I'm sneaky. I, I go on the ceiling. <laughs> and I'm gonna like damn it, crawling around on the ceiling. So, <laughs> all right. Well, um, what is? I'm gonna try the door on the left, but I noticed there's a bunch of speckles on the map. Is that something we can see in front of us in the hall? So, so yeah. I mean, you can see fairly, fairly easily that up ahead. In addition to several doors, there's a part where the main sort of part of the the corridor has collapsed pretty significantly. Oh. 
So really, there's only one door we can go through. No, you can get through there. Oh. Um, the roof over that part of the mansion has collapsed, creating a 20-foot diameter gaping hole with broken rafters bisecting it. Dark storm clouds roll across the sky overhead. The floor is piled with rocks, broken tiles, shattered beams, and other debris. Beneath the rubble lies the sagging floor with puddles of rainwater. So there, the, the floor is intact, but all those speckles are, are debris from the collapsed ceiling. Okay, I got you. All right, cool. You've, you've seen, you know, you know that there are parapets above. There is another, there is a central tower. So presumably there is stuff above you, even if it's just roof space, but right there, it's all collapsed. Okay. Is it collapsed in a way that we couldn't get past then? No, you absolutely could. Shall we try this door on the left? I, I, I'm still, I'm hung up on something. Why is there a curtain in front of the hallway in general? To keep breezes out. You know, to keep of... breezes out of the stairwell? No, to keep breezes out of the hallway. You know, like the, it gets cold during the winter, so you put up a curtain to keep the heat in. Mm. And I'm the only one who knows these tricks. I don't know. I'm, I don't, I feel suspicious. There's something about the curtain and the rod I mean, and everything. Can I? It's a curtain. It's not like it's keeping anything in. Can I take a look? Let's go. Can we go to take a look at it? I want to take a look at it, a closer look at the whole apparatus. Can I investigate? You can give me a roll. I'm also going to ask you to tell me what exactly does that does investigating a curtain rod look like? I want to just get up close at it. I want to kind of analyze it with my eyes, see if there's something like weird or off about it. Um, yeah. Is that enough? Is that I mean, you, it's probably what's on the other side of the curtain, not the curtain itself. It could be the curtain or the rod or any part of it. Give me an investigation roll. Oh, no. That is an actual zero. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a curtain there. You feel like it's a very weird placement for a curtain. Yeah. But I think it's a feng shui thing. Uh, Basil, I believe you are rubbing off on pebble now. Okay? Yeah. She is she is investigating uh, inanimate objects. You know, hey, I'm going I, through this door. I, I am never going to diss anyone's intellectual curiosity, no matter how misguided it might be. I'm, I'm going through this door. I just walk over to the curtain. I walk over the curtain and just throw it open. I'm like, look, it's just a curtain. Why don't we go through that door? That seems like a good... For once, Vorkoro had a good idea. What's on the other side of the curtain, though? We're on the other we side. We came up. Yeah, right? We went through the curtain. Why are we so focused on this curtain? <laughs> It's the rod! Guys, I, I feel like this curtain is enchanted. You know that meme of, like, the the guy who, like, doesn't understand that, like, a gazebo is a thing? Like, the story of, like, it's like, oh, like, you come across a gazebo, and a guy assumes it's a monster, and he has to <laughs> fight the gazebo? That's us with this curtain. Uh, I really don't know what to tell you. Does no one else feels weird about the curtain rod? Oh my god. Anything, anybody. Look, we'll we'll how about this? We'll go through the door. We'll keep thinking about the curtain. We'll cycle back to the curtain. We gotta come okay. back down through here anyway. I am this close to burning this curtain. I'm gonna burn this fucking curtain to the ground. Did you give it one more look? I know I looked, I didn't see anything. I kind of like I got too close. I hit my eye on the curtain rod. <laughs> and now I uh, this I curtain's more dangerous than we thought. Oh my so just, 
I'm going. I'm going through this door. Whenever, whenever I write like the episode descriptions, I like I try to pick out something notable that each person did in the episode, and this is going to be Pebbles' thing. Is this curtain? This curtain is giving a hurting. I'm trying. I'm I'm drawing the room. (laughs) Koro said he went through the door, so I am drawing the room. I'm so done with these curtains. Fine. Okay, we're moving on from the curtain. You know, Alex, this is your fault. You scared us at the beginning, and now we're trying to like move as slowly as possible and not get caught off guard by anything. So interesting to listen to. <laughs> uh, Cork punches the curtain one more time. Does anything happen? He punches the curtain. Yeah, for hurting my friend. Rod, punch the rod. No, I punched the curtain. Oh, dear Lord. Can we, can we please... I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Alex to retcon this and just decide that the curtain is a rug of smothering. Cork, give me a strength check. <laughs> okay. Um, easy. <laughs> Let's go. Wow, that's an eight. Nothing. I rolled a nat one. Okay. <laughs> Definitely Guys, nothing. I'm, I'm glad we're. I'm glad we're getting these rolls out on dumb things. Like Peb- Pebbles, Pebbles zero, my two, Corks one. I'm glad. I'm, you know, I am glad we're doing the stupid shit so we can waste the bad rolls. <laughs> okay, let's go through the door. <laughs> you get. <laughs> I don't know if I can keep doing this right now. Okay, <laughs> you you've ruined any gravitas. Alex, some okay. some okay. someone. Someone has to be serious here. Someone has to remember that this is a horror movie. <laughs> okay, I'm done with the curtain rod. I'm done. I'm done. Oh my gosh, again with the rod. I'm done. <laughs> so you guys go through the first door to the left? Yeah. Through the dust and cobwebs, you see faded war banners adorning the walls of a spacious chamber, in the center of which stands a heavy wooden table. An iron chandelier hangs above the table, which is surrounded by six high-backed chairs with wood-carved dragons perched atop them. Slumped in the five of the chairs are skeletal humans in tattered chainmail. Borkoro would like to roll an investigation, like to see if there's poison on the table or were they eating a meal, something like that. Or I think I want to just inspect the bodies, see like... Try to figure out how long they've been there, if there's any like identifying or anything interesting on them. 15. As you step into the room, the corpses tilt their heads in your direction. Oh. One of them growls, Why do the living disturb the dead? I take it back. I'm not going to touch them. We are very sorry. We came here because we were told there was an organ bust, and I was the organ bust. Right? Is that what? I'm, I'm getting confused now. We apologize. Um, we're just going to go. And then I, I would kind of like to casually stroll across the room to the door leading into the tower. Like with a, I'm sorry to disturb you attitude. Roll for uh, casualness. <laughs> or Koro's our charisma guy. He can do that, right? I mean, if you want to, as again, as you take another step into the chamber, the same skeleton growls at you. You have no business in there. We ask you again, what is your business at Arkenbost Halt? We are looking for the Arkenbost guys. Why are they here? Oh, this is the Arkenbost Tower? Oh, uh-huh. well, 
I mean, we'll be right out of here. Is it the exit through there? Is it? <clears throat> we were told that this was once the home of a great knight, and we thought that maybe there would be something here that could tell us what happened to him, or that could aid us in our journey. This is the home of a great knight, or at least it was once. What happened to you? Finally, you guys are asking questions. Yeah. I mean, Finally, the monsters are talking to us. Well, you never ask anyone anything. Oh, you just... yeah, I tried talking to the wolves earlier. <laughs> Didn't really work out. Oh. Oh. That's, that's a spooky image. He continues to speak to you. When Strad von Zarevich moved to conquer this land, he did not know that a moon dragon had come to the valley in the guise of a nobleman named Lord Argenbost who knew of a place called the Amber Temple, a repository of evil power guarded by the forces of good. Argenvost wanted to make sure that whatever was trapped inside the Amber Temple wouldn't be allowed to escape. So he built his fortified mansion Argenvost Holt close by. Like many of his kind, Argenvost was extraordinarily wealthy. He used his resources to attract champions of good and valorous knights flocked to the valley to join his prestigious order of the Silver Dragon. Only those of us who were initiated into the Order were told of Lord Argenvost's true nature. During the war, the Order sheltered Strahd's enemies and proved a match for his battle-weary soldiers, but we were ultimately overwhelmed. After Argenvost was slain, Strahd had his corpse hacked to pieces, stripped to the bone and transported to Castle Ravenloft as a trophy. Since the dragon's death, Argenvost Holt has become but a haunted ruin. Hang on a second. You spoke of some great evil locked away somewhere nearby. Is that still locked up? I know not of what fate befell the Amber Temple, but I must imagine it still stands off in the mountains. Do you know how we could get there? It's a place of terrible evil. If you come to tell me that you have business in the Amber Temple, then by the strictures of my order, I must see you destroyed. No. Uh, I, I no, no no business no business absolutely, absolutely. I I am in the I I I come from the lineage of Argenbos and I have come to make sure that the temple stays locked forever. We are certainly no friends of Zod. Strad, not not yes. Zod. That's a wrong. That's the wrong name. <laughs> Von Zarevich is a blight upon these once fair lands, and I am pledged to destroy his allies, both living and dead. But I am honor-bound to stop by any means necessary one who would free the devil from this hellish world. We, we wish to free no devil. We, we simply, we are trapped here ourselves by Strahd. If there's anything you could do to help us kill him, or, you know, at least make that a little easier. Yes, we call on you for, to fulfill your oath. Such a thing would be impossible for me or any others of my order. You see, Vladimir Horngard, the leader and greatest of Argenvos knights, returned from death and swore to avenge the destruction of the order. His zeal was so great that the rest of us as well were brought back under his command. When Strahd died, we should have gone to our everlasting rest, but found that our spirits could not leave Strahd's domain. We marched to Castle Ravenloft and we were confronted by the Vistani witch Eva, who told us that Strahd had died only to become a prisoner in his own land. After receiving the news, Vladimir came to believe that Strahd had been damned to a hell of his own creation. 
In life, I was bound to Vladimir by oaths of loyalty as well as bonds of love. But so clouded is his mind that he can no longer remember. As a knight, I no more can no more disobey him than as a lover I could abandon him. That's horrifying. Are you saying that Strahd himself is also trapped here? And that he was not always a vampire? He most certainly was not always a vampire. He was but a mortal man when he first came to this valley. But so corrupted by the evils of it was he that he is now something else. We believe, as do others, that this place now is a prison for him as much as anyone else. Which is why we are sworn to destroy anyone who would themselves destroy the devil and free him from this place. What about all the people trapped in here with him? That is their unhappy lot. So we are bound. So you're bound to uphold the shittiest version of the status quo ever? We are bound to the order and to Vladimir's leadership. Such is our pledge of loyalty that even death cannot free us from our bonds. But Vladimir is so consumed by hatred that he has set us to killing anyone who might help to ease Strahd's torment by releasing him from his earthbound prison. In light, uh, I said all this already, didn't I? You totally do, <laughs> which is why we are here not to free Strahd, but to increase his torment. This land is one of darkness and despair. For many, currency is the only honor worthy of the name. For others, honor is the only currency. Our oath will be kept. Are you saying if we pay you off, then you'll let us go upstairs? What kind of currency are you looking for? We've got gold. I'm saying you who stand before me now are alive as we are not. Being dead as we are, we are so bound not to interfere in the world of the living, save that we shall fulfill our curse. Strahd is both alive and dead, and therefore he has his feet in your world as well as ours. And to our ends, we shall make sure that he continues to thrive in this prison of his own making for eternity, such is the will of our leader. What if we could increase his suffering in a very tangible way and make this prison even more so for him? There is no such way. Strahd has taken quite a liking to our friend here. Gestures to Irina. It is our mission to keep her away from him. Nothing would make him suffer more than to be kept from this woman. You're talking about is a reprieve of only a few years. Nothing to Strahd himself. This woman, mortal as she is, will someday die. He does not care how long he has to wait and if he has to find her all over again when she is reborn in this valley. It is only a matter of time, a resource he has in abundance. Um, somebody, anybody, no, actually, just one of you. Figure out who's going to do it. Somebody makes some kind of charisma-based check. Oh, oh, it's got to be Morcoro, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 21. The figure goes on to say, your plan to keep him from this woman will only be effective for a matter of years. If he is as enchanted with her as you seem to believe, he has already seen her born, live a life, and die many times. And as I say, none of the Order will outright contradict the will of Vladimir Horngard. But I do believe that you are good people on a noble mission, and I will tell you this. The spirit of the dragon Argenvost is no more at rest than we are. I believe only when he is will Vladimir be reminded of what he has lost. Allowed to let go of his hatred and he will release us from our oath. 
free to find both redemption and rest. Aragonvos remains must be properly lain in their true resting place for us to be released and stand aside to let you stand against the devil. Uh, we can, yeah, we, we can help with that for sure. So, but that means we gotta go to Ravenloft, right? Absolutely. Weren't we heading there anyway? <laughs> Some point, I suppose. And where, sh- where should we lay the Argon Vosk's own rest? In their final resting place. In the crypt of Argon Vost. Which is here, I assume? I imagine it's downstairs, right? It is beyond the chapel. We shall find it on the grounds. Do you perhaps know of any special ways that we could get into Castle Ravenloft so we may flee these bones? Perhaps a secret passageway? I have not seen the inside of the castle myself. All I can tell you is that there is a bridge and a gate and a door. Somewhere beyond that is the skull of Argenbost, which must be returned here. At least so I am led to believe. It will be no easy journey. Is there anything within these walls that could help us? Nothing that I can think of. All that I can say is I promise you, out of loyalty and out of the obligations of our oath, none of the order will assist you in any way. I have done all I can for you by telling me of this. Could I ask you just one more question? You uh, talked about Strahd seeing Irina through years, through lifetimes. Do you know who she would be a reincarnation of? that has captured his attention so much? I could not begin to speculate. And I only say that if he truly is as interested in her as you seem to think he is, he will not be swayed at the thought of her growing old and dying, as much as I'm sure he would love to make her one of his brides. Time is one thing that he has to deprive her from him for only a few years until she meets her natural mortal end is no threat to the devil's trumpet. Is it, is everybody in this land reborn in this way, or is this a unique thing to Irina, or a few people? It is our understanding that all who come to Barovia meet one of two fates. Either, yes, they are reborn with no memories or no understanding of their lives before, or they are like us, cursed with undeath. Which now includes us, since we're trapped here. Yes, thanks for bringing that up. Until the mists rise, yes. And the only way to remove those mists would be to kill Strahd, or is this a separate kind of curse that would need to be lifted? I speak not of Strahd's death. I am bound to prevent such a thing from happening. But others have speculated such a thing would be the case. That the mists are tied to the devil's will and to his curse. Well, good thing we're not here to kill Strahd, so no need for you to interrupt us. Definitely. Your argument is not with me, but with Captain Vladimir Horn. And where is he? It is to me to avoid him. I cannot bear to look on what he has become, knowing how deeply in love we were. But I imagine he too haunts this castle, perhaps in the throne room beyond. We shall not impede you further. We've no business in the land of the living save to fulfill our obligations and our oaths sworn during our natural lives. Well, we will leave you to those oaths. Will we head through that door or is there somewhere else you guys think we should go? 
uh, it depends if we take this guy at his word that there isn't anything here for us. But I mean, if they're gonna, if they're not gonna stop us, then I, yeah, I guess let's keep going. Yeah, I mean, and did he mean that the that Vladimir is past them through that room or in another? Like he thinks he might just be in another part of the castle. Well, they, I, I thought they said maybe in the throne room. I don't know where the throne room is. Though. Oh, throne room, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we could try the door on the right. Sir Knight, one one final question: Where is this throne room, so that we may we might not uh, disturb your captain? You can find the throne room back the way you came. It is possible that Captain Horngard is there, but let me warn you now: if you should come across him or any others of the order, I do not guarantee your safety. I take you at your word that you mean no destruction of the Devil's Strad, because I wish to make it known to others that Argenvos is not at rest. There is no reason to think that any others who you encounter here or in the surrounding lands will give you as much clemency. Thank you. That sounds like an invitation to get the hell out of here. Perhaps we have discovered all we will find. I want to find Vladimir. Is that crazy? I do not think it's crazy. I admit you on this. Um, so the question is, let's take a vote. Do we turn around? Or do we choose another door? I'm abstaining. I I, I, I've, I have points in both directions. I vote moving forward because I am damn curious to find this other person. Yeah, I feel like we're here. I'll, we... I'll jump on that moving forward train. All right. As always, we've all got the good idea except Basil. <laughs> Usually it's we all have the wrong idea except Basil. So. Um, as we're looking for a throne room, do we want to go right and see what we find in that other room? Or do we think going into the tower would be more helpful? I would go, he told us to go back from where we came. So that's what I would do. All right, let's go back to where we came. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that the throne room would be going like through the rubble and then like into like the central area. All right, let's give that a try. We're maybe heading to that little cross section right in the middle of the map. It's easy to get to that point. Um, the Yeah, the roof has collapsed in and the floor has experience significant water damage from the constant rains of Barovia, but you know as long as you're paying attention it's not that hard to you know stay safe you do notice that yeah this particular collapse of wall looks into a very large room the west wall of this 50 foot long 30 foot wide audience hall has crumbled leaving a gaping hole in a pile of rubble weapons and shields that once hung from the walls have fallen to the floor and succumbed to rust a large wooden throne carved to resemble a dragon with unfolded wings faces three tall windows to the west. Well, I think we found the throne room. Yeah. But uh, no sign of... Well, the, the throne is facing away from you. It's facing the windows that look out over the front of the oh, manor. I, let's get to the front of that throne. Or I will. I'll go. Bezel's coming, but behind. Just take, keep, okay. keep it a few spaces back here. Slumped in the throne is a gaunt, armored figure with one gauntlet wrapped around the hilt of a great sword. And he slumped. He didn't notice me walk around to him. He at least did not react. Okay. Uh, does he? Does he look the same kind of like red-eyed, ghostly, decayed visage? Oh yeah, he's he's a totally jacked up. Okay, yeah, he's, no, he's, he's dead. He's okay. Cool, cool. Un, undead knight, big sword. Uh, more ornate armor. Like, does this look like he's he's higher up the the food chain than our our, our friend whose name I immediately forgot? Vladimir. Oh, oh, 
you actually need uh, course on that one. That's 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 fair. You know, some people should just introduce themselves. It's not always our job. He didn't ask our names either. He did just sort of like you know storm and invited his home anyway. Yeah, <laughs> this is Vladimir Horngard, who you were told about. He is in the throne room. That's a reasonable conclusion. Okay. We wanted to talk to him. Here he is. We come seeking the great Vladimir Horngard. Have we found him? Go away. That statement, not a lot of ambiguity in that statement. No, I think we should go away. I think we should kind of slowly back away on this one. I mean, but it's four versus one. But we seek to punish the infamous Strad von Zarovich. But not kill him. <laughs> Just punish. The creature's grip on the great sword tightens. If you have come to destroy me, know this. I perished defending this land from evil over four centuries ago. And because of my failure, I am forever doomed. If you destroy this body, my spirit will find a new corpse to inhabit, and I will hunt you down. You cannot free me from my damnation, nor would I wish it. We actually do not want to fight you at all. We would like your help. If you have come to free this land from the creature that feasts on the blood of the innocent, know this. There is no monster I hate more than Strahd von Zarovich. He slew Argenvost, broke the life of the knight I loved, and destroyed the valiant order to which I devoted my life. But Strahd has already died once. He cannot be allowed to die again. Instead, he must suffer eternally in a hell of his own creation from which he can never escape. Whatever can be done to bring him misery and unrest, I will do. But I will destroy anyone who tries to end or interfere with his torment. No, no, no. We are also here to bring him misery and unrest. So much. But not death. All right. He's standing up. I feel like he's not picking up what we're saying. I feel like we're not picking up what he's saying. But I think he's saying, like, he's going to torment Strahd and no one else should do anything. So I, I... I think we should leave. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start walking away. But it's four verse one. We wish to lay the Argon boss to rest. Are you guys leaving or are you sticking it out? Basil's stepping back. I kind of want to see what he says after uh Vorkora said that. Oh no, oh no. Here's what's going down. Either you book it or you roll initiative. You can take this. What I don't I don't want to kill this guy. He just yeah, there's no point. Air warning, let's run. Warning. Yeah, okay, let's go. Let's get out. Let's get out. I'm leaving. We book it. He already told you that if you do slay him, he's just going to inhabit another corpse. I believe exactly. That. Yeah, there's no point. There's literally okay. no point. Maybe it'll be a much weaker corpse and we can slay him again. Unless we wanted to take his sword, is kind of the only reason to fight him. And I don't think that's a good reason to stick this out here. No. Okay, let's go. Like I'll, I'll bet that's a cool magic sword, but like I I don't really want to piss off this order of undead knights. Yeah, you're the only one who who has thought that because I I was I would I wanted help. I was like, they, they look helpful, but nope. He's he's turning into a Elden Ring villain. So let's run. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think they are helpful. I, th- I think they're doing their thing, and we should do our thing. Yeah, we we are very sorry for disturbing you. We will put the argument to rest, and we will not kill Strahd in any way. But we will inflict misery and punishment upon him by you later. Okay. So you're not going to fight him? Okay. No, I'm, I'm totally going to flee. I'm running. <laughs> yeah, flee, flee, okay. flee, flee. For the listeners at home, I was team fight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this, but I guess we're fleeing. Hey, if you want to stick it out, 
Go ahead. And you can go mano a mano right now. I have no beef with these guys at all. Neither do I. They clearly have beef with us. They don't. He's going to fight us. Because we won't leave him alone. We came into his house. Okay. We'll leave his house. Very generous. (laughs) So are we we just fully leaving or do we want to snoop around more? I think we should maybe just get out of here. I mean, is he? Does he look like he wants to see us leave the entire place, or do we? Does he just want us to walk away from him? Looks like. Well, if you don't leave him alone, he is prepared to fight you, but he doesn't appear to be chasing you out of the building altogether. Okay. What the more helpful knight warned you was that he was not particularly interested in fighting you unless you were in direct opposition to his order. But he also kind of warned you that not everyone was of that opinion. So. Who knows who else is, is or what else is hanging out in Thank here. You. There was still that like shadow of a dragon thing around. I have a new goal now, because obviously I need to travel to Castle Ravenloft to free my brethren dragon, the Argenvost. So I'm kind of cool with just leaving. Uh, I don't know if we're actually going to find help here after running into two ghosts who are just like, I'm going to kill you if you try to kill Strahd. But I'll also leave you alone unless you try to kill Strahd. Yeah, I don't think there's allies to be found here. <clears throat> Maybe there's some, like, you know, cool magic shit stuffed in a closet somewhere. But I guess I, I, I'm team, let's get out of here. Let's drop Irina off at the new place and, you know, get on with our ever-growing stack of missions. Yeah, sounds good. So you're just leaving? Yes. Yeah, going back the way we came. I don't like that look on your face there, Alex. I know. Big haunted castle. Thought you'd want to poke around. That's what I well, saying. I do, but then I didn't want to get us instant killed for no reason. We're just four of us against that one guy. Okay, well, that one guy. There's. I just don't know if there's anything of value to poke around. If if other people want to keep searching, I, you know. Okay. Let's no, let's go do back it. to the curtain. Let's <laughs> enough. Let's okay. Uh, let's let's explore the other half that we didn't get to see yet. Maybe. Still, yeah, there's still a ton of rooms to explore. Yeah, I'm, I'm just worried. What honestly, the only thing I'm worried about, like, if there's some monster lurking in a room, fine. I don't want to like run into one of these knights. Uh, he attacks us on site, and then all the other ones decide that we're public enemy number one. Yeah, I think maybe we should take the risk. Maybe there's some interesting things. We're here. We keep hearing about this castle. It's all famed and interesting like i said i i I abstained from before like i see points for going both ways um i don't want to piss off these knights but i do want to look around so let's look let's look around carefully all right do we want to start with some of these other doors near like the rubble sure okay who's who's leading the charge here i feel like having vorkoro go first i know like he's our archer but he's draconic and maybe they are less likely to attack him on site sure uh, as always, I shall lead the way as the bravest of all of you. Okay, so similarly, there's kind of a, a collapsed room. So it allows you to see in pretty clearly. Um, Camille, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. What's up? You're insta-killed. <laughs> this room has a tiled floor and an iron bathtub filled with debris from the collapsed roof. A torn curtain hangs in an open doorway in the center of the east wall. <laughs> Guys, I'm sensing a pattern. What are you obsessing about these curtains? Listen, I'm just asking you to inspect the rods. That's all I ask. What? That doesn't make any. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna finish this once and for all. I'm going to light this curtain on fire. 
No, don't do that. Can I inspect this curtain rod um, as retribution, as a second attempt? Uh, Pebble, I'm seriously starting to get worried about you. This umberly woman is rotting your brain. All right, that's a 17 on this curtain rod. Nothing particularly of note about the curtain okay. rod. I, I'm on board with lighting this one on fire. No, no fire. Enough. If anything, we get it wet. This is a bathroom. It's for water. There's nothing in the cupboard to breathe. This is ridiculous. Okay. Guys, I don't think we're going to find anything of great importance in this room. Are we seriously investigating these curtain rods? What about this uh, door over here? I see this door that we did not go through. Curtain rods, you're ridiculous. I know we're trapped here for all eternity now, but we don't have to waste that much time. This room has dark wood paneling on the walls that rise to a height of three feet. Above the paneling, the walls are painted with murals of religious figures performing holy rites. In the center of the west wall is a tattered curtain hanging in an open doorway. Three tall, slender stained glass windows set in the opposite wall depict figures in white robes with orange sunrises behind their heads. Do I see Umberly? You do not. These are totally those knife guys that we just met. There's a there's a door on the opposite end. Should we go for that one? I say let's keep moving. Okay. So guys, it seems like this argon bus dude is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Also, is anyone else thinking that the evil they were trying to keep out totally got out, and that's why Strahd's a vampire? That uh, seems like a reasonable theory. With that in mind, do you think maybe we could find some clues about what to stop Strahd if we were to find this place? Potentially, although I don't think we should go there until we have more information about it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we've popped back out in the hallway. Should we go back and investigate the other doors we haven't hit yet on the left side of the hallway before we move to the right side? I think that's a good plan. This door that I, because we haven't gone through here, should we try that one? Yeah, the into like the big room on the other side of the rubble. I think we should yeah. we should check that out. This room is a haven for dust and cobwebs. Three narrow windows allow slivers of light to illuminate bare oak shelves along the walls and a torn padded chair lying on its side near a cavernous hearth. The picture above the mantle has been slashed, its lower half hanging down below the frame like a torn piece of flesh. An iron door set in the south corner of the west wall hangs open on one hinge. No magic roses? I want to go to the picture and lift the canvas to see what this is a picture of. The picture shows the mansion in better days under clear moonlit skies over snow-capped mountains in the background. The top of the chapel tower glows like a silver beacon. Is the room empty? Aside from the furniture, just sort of the, the empty bookcases and the one destroyed chair. Guys, do you see this picture that shows the top of the chapel tower glowing? Super cool. Do you think maybe this means something? Like maybe there is something magical in the top of the chapel tower? Or am I just, you know, maybe it's just an artistic choice and I'm reading into it? Uh, it look, we're here. It's worth checking out. Yeah. Perhaps we should find our way to the chapel then. And it's at the top of the castle? Getting sort of the, the angle that it's at, it suggests that, yeah, while the facade is made to look like a fairly ordinary castellated manor, around the, 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 the angle of the painting shows that there's a chapel sort of grafted onto the back. Uh, and so what, what you might expect to be a steeple becomes the high tower of the castle. Uh, okay. So do we think we can get there from the... Like within the castle, or we need to go back outside? 
just just looking at the the painting you have no idea okay mm-hmm. um all right well do we want to check out this tower while we're here this like yeah. this one other room before we move on yeah that yeah, makes sense uh, rich drapes faded by time and neglect hide the windows of this otherwise empty room okay okay sorry <laughs> all right so we should maybe go back and try to get access to this back room but we don't know how to get there what if we uh try one of the towers we saw back when we saw the table full of dead guys there was like a door that looked like it led into a tower perhaps if we go there we will find stairs or something well we went into the another tower similar i, I feel like the undead guys are going to be mad at us if we go through that tower yeah don't forget also we're on a third floor here so we like there's right. plenty of potential doorways down below us yeah uh, i guess let's head down to the second floor then um there's also still like a second half of this floor yeah Orcor was very single-minded. Are we staying on the third floor or going down? We can get yeah, sure, Let's go down. Okay. okay. So yeah, this was the, the gallery level of the foyer. So far, this is the only part of the second floor that you've seen. Let's, just, let's start wandering. Let's let's go through some of these other hallways. Yeah. Make our way towards the bath. Yeah. See if we can find a way into that chapel. Okay. So yes, uh, particularly considering that you've got a, a pretty intense light source it's fairly easy for you to get a sense of what's going on down this side, the one side passage. You said you wanted to head towards the back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find a way into that adjoining chapel. Camille, I'm so sorry. <laughs> God, is there another curtain? There is another curtain as you come around that corner. I eye it suspiciously. Okay, this curtain looks suspicious to me. Can I please burn the curtain now? Which one? There's two. Oh, they're multiplying. Can I peek behind uh, the the first one we come upon? Sure, you. Honestly, at this point, I hope it comes on the facts. Just, <laughs> just so you can be validated a little bit. A red velvet curtain hangs in front of an alcove in the northeast corner of the hall. Is the flavor text have been provided? Oh, it's empty. Okay, and nothing weird about the rod. Oh my god! <laughs> nope, nothing at all. This, this castle does seem fairly abandoned, minus the two undead knights you come across. Yeah, well, there was a couple of undead knights, but only one of them spoke to us. Um, all right. So, Do, oh, should I check the other one? Yeah, so that's up to yeah. you. Do you yeah, want yeah, to? I have to. I have to. Let me go over there. I should. I should tell you. A red velvet curtain hangs in front of an alcove in the southeast corner of the hall. It ripples ever so slightly. Oh. Ooh. I walk up and punch the curtain. Oh my it God. is wind. Guys, it's just wind. We're in the castle. You're, you're, you feel your knuckles shatter on the rock hard surface beyond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I open the curtain. A black cloth covers something atop a white pedestal. Uh, I pull the black cloth off. Don't do that! It is a bust of Vorcoro Voldenaro. Uh, is anyone else? this? See, you guys thought my obsession with curtains was bad. Are you sure that's you? I feel like all dragons look the same. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh we, okay. oh, we went no, to that. We'll address okay. that later. Oh. I'm a little freaked. Can we put it back? Because wait, well, hold on. Let's. We've already taken the curtain off. Let's let's figure out what's happening here. No, yeah. its eyes follow me wherever I go. That's just good. That's just good craftsmanship. 
<laughs> uh all right can i can i roll investigation on this like is is this like is yeah. this like a brand new thing is it does it feel like it's been here for a long time it looks it, it looks like it's in about the same quality and state of care as the other busts that you've come across because i've made i've i've made two rolls today the first one was a two the second was a one so that's that's an eight yeah, it's a it's a bust of Corval Denaro. Apparently, it's been here for like four hundred years since the order collapsed. Am I the Arkin? Oh my god, am I the fucking Arkin bust? Have I already uh, been here for like four hundred years and I just keep dying and coming back to life? Those guys keep saying that that's what happens to you. Okay. Oh my god, I'm the Vorcoro. You you're one of the only two people that came here with someone who we can verify that that is not the case. I can vouch for your whereabouts prior to to Barovia. But but they said we would not remember. Maybe our memories have been effed with. Maybe I was the Argon Boston. You were, you know, like my child as when I was the Argon Boston. Oh, that'd be nice. You know, maybe, maybe the Argon Boston is like me, <laughs> and you know, also raised children to be awesome badass warriors. Yeah. If that was the case, wouldn't any of the knights who swear that they loved this this Argon Boston recognize you? Yeah, nobody said anything about yeah. your face. That is weird. Well, I'm pretty sure that, like, remember the one guy was like, I can't recognize him anymore. So maybe uh, they're cursed to not recognize the thing that they love most. In of the bus that we saw, did they all look human? And this is the only dragonborn faced one. Okay. Wow. That's weird. Can I? Can I also investigate? Yeah, sure. Well, that's a five, so I will not be knowing it. It's a bust of Goro. Why um, can we not roll yeah, you, at all not, today? What is happening? How old does it look? Does it, is it like dusty? Like it's been here a while, or does it look like it was freshly carved? It looks old. Really, I said it looks old. Like it's been here. It's the same. It had, it had the um, cloth over it, so it's relatively. It's been it's been comparatively protected from dust, but. Outside of the fact that it is a dragonborn, it's it would be fairly unremarkable if it looked just like every other bust. You wouldn't have noticed it, but it's definitely not just a dragonborn. It is definitely Vorcoros. Mm-hmm. Basil, um, you are a magical person. Is this some sort of spell? I mean, I just want to make sure this isn't. Uh, it's not. It's not one that I recognize. But, um, can I, Alex? Can I do a little ritual casting of detect magic? Sure. Well, I should have done this much sooner, but it's hard though when you don't have something to direct it at because I feel like there's probably a lot in here. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, so 10 minutes within 30 feet of me, I can sense magic. Knowing as much about magic as you do and, and just being sort of in tuned with, with the spell as an extension of your own soul. There are sort of glimmers of something that is vaguely familiar as illusion, but this is not like any sort of illusory magic you've ever encountered before. Interesting. Okay. Um, I guess I would relay that information to Vorkrow to answer his question. But Basil's got nothing here. Some, 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 someone's fucking with us in a way that I don't understand. I want to go back and ask the nicer night guy. No, I know this place is playing on our vanity. It picked the most heroic, most beautiful of all of us, and it put my face on a bust. 
to distract us from our true purpose of freeing the Argonvals, who I am clearly descended from. You know, he was so close to getting it, and then he just, like, veered right off the cliff. Let's move on. Let's 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 head through these these doors beside the curtains and see if we can find something else. We can okay. circle back to the knights later. Yes. So where you are actually now is is sort of emerge onto a wooden balcony that overhangs what appears to be the mansion's chapel. An exquisitely carved wooden throne rests at the west end between two doors, and narrow archways lead to spiral staircases going up and down. Hanging from the high ceiling is an iron chandelier with candle holders shaped like tiny silver dragons. Cool. Shall we head upstairs and perhaps see if there is something magical um, in the top of the chapel? Are we we're on the balcony over on top? Or are we looking down on the chapel? Yeah, you're looking down onto uh, the chapel. It appears that maybe a lot of the windows down at that level are broken because the heavy Barovian mists have sort of eked in. And you get sort of a sense of the shape of the room, but you'd have to look a little bit harder to see if there's anything down there. Okay, I want to go down. Yeah. Can we, can we access the stairs without going down, or do we have to go down to get to the stairs? No, the stairs, it looks like they go down to the lower level and they also go up. So yeah, you can easily go down to the main chapel level let's do that if that's what you want to do i mean i want to go up i i think we got we got to start at the bottom of the chapel and see what's there all right but only because this is my task because i am the resurrection right yes no we you you you've made that theory abundantly clear i didn't make anything someone else made a bust of me i gotta say i really do envy borkoro's uh (laughs) self-esteem okay so, cracked wooden pillars support a wooden U-shaped balcony that overhangs this stone-walled chapel. Narrow archways lead to spiral staircases that curl up to the balcony. A door set in the north wall has a wooden beam barring it. At the east end of the chapel rests a stone altar flanked by iron candelabras. The altar is carved with a rising sun relief. Tall arching windows set with panels of stained glass decorate the walls behind the altar. One of the windows has been shattered covering the chapel floor with shards of colored glass and allowing thick fog to enter and fill the room. Through the fog, you see three armored figures kneeling before the altar. Can we tell if there are more dead guys? Um, they're armored like the other dead okay. guys. Seems like a safe assumption. Sure. And there was, there was a, a barred door? So this door here... On the north wall, it has a wooden beam sort of essentially locking okay. it. Well, that makes me want to go in it, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's locking something in there, right? It's like it's locked on this side, lo- whatever, locking out whatever's on the other side. Are you like attempting to go investigate? No, I'm just saying like from, from a glance, it doesn't, it doesn't look like the beam is like trying to keep us from using that door or trying to stop someone on the other side from coming through. Honestly, it looks like just a thoroughly practical way to keep a door closed. Fair enough. Um, you know, again, considering the house, it looks like it just leads outside. Okay. Guys, I, I do not know if we should bother these banks. I think we will have more luck if we search upstairs, because the, remember, the picture showed like a glowing pop of the chapel. Does that not make more sense? I don't want to fight fight these guys, because I'm pretty sure these guys are like... Poor Koro. 
At the sound of your voice, the kneeling figures slowly turn towards you. Their faces have the ashy pallor of a corpse and their eyes are but dark, empty sockets. With a horrible roar like a death rattle, the central figure draws a longsword and charges at you, its companions following. Thanks, guys. You can run if you like, but you at least have to roll initiative. Let's do it. That's an 11 for me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a 37. It's a, sorry, I meant to say four. Got my, I got my first roll of the night that doesn't suck. That's a dirty 20. Oh, and Irina. Yeah, she's in this too, isn't she? I hope I hope Irina has the the good sense to stay behind us and not like let, let, let us take the brunt of this. You know that she traveled with a breastplate and a rapier. So, you know, that's that's maybe something that you want to let her know is that you'd like for her to stay concealed. I, not, she doesn't have to like stay concealed. Like if she wants to fight, she can fight. I'm just saying that. You know, like I feel like we're a little beefier than she is. So if she wants to jump in, I'm just saying I don't want her tanking at the front of this. Okay. Something that I guess is going to be a little bit of good news is that despite the fact that they were there waiting for you, perhaps it has something to do with whatever foul ancient necromancy is keeping them alive. You guys who are standing managed to get the jump on them as you see them start to move. So actually, Barcoro, you've got the first shot. Uh, okay. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do is bolt back up the stairs because I am a ranged attacker and what better place to attack from than a balcony. Um, okay. So we're going to have to say that that's at least counts as movement. I'm not going to say that that's no, yeah, a dash. I, I, but... I totally figured that was movement. I don't know how, how many stairs there were, but I was hoping that with my 30 feet, I'd be able to get back up to the balcony that we were just at. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, and then once up there, uh, I would... Uh, use my new magical longbow. Put that new toy to good use. Oh shit! First roll is uh, twenty-one to hit. Great. Who are you trying to hit? Um, I'm gonna go for the center mass. So number two. Okay. Yeah, you definitely sink an arrow right into a him. magical arrow. A magical arrow that will do fourteen damage, and then I'm rolling again. The second attack is also a twenty-one to hit. Twenty damage. 20. Wow. That knight lets out a horrible rasp of pain. I don't think that they were expecting anything like that hit, particularly when they were looking at all your, your companions on the ground. This has been a while since uh, any other capable warrior showed up to this place. You mess with the Argenvost, you pay the cost. Yeah, I don't think they're buying that you're Argenvost. <laughs> um, like how you keep saying the Argenvost. It's very Stranger Things. Uh, Basil. Uh, okay. Basil just like lighting up with pride at seeing Borkoro use his bow to a great effect. Wh which undead knight did he shoot at? One, two, or three? Two. Number two. Okay. Uh, so Basil is going to charge in there uh, and try to punch number two in the face with his magic gauntlet. Uh, that is a critical hit. Oh, dang. Guys, started prepared. Started off with really terrible rolls, doing stupid shit, and now that it matters, Basil has stepped up. I'm starting to think Cork was right. We could have taken that deal. We could have <laughs> taken all of them. All right, that is 19 damage. How's he? How's he looking? He's in rough shape, but it it looks like you know. Again, these guys. Something to keep in mind from what you've learned. 
These guys belonged to an incredibly fanatical order of knights in life. Their oaths of loyalty and duty were so powerful that their oaths survived the death of their bodies. So if you're expecting that the other two are going to start freaking out and, you know, cowering, that's definitely not. Oh, no, no, no. It's, look, I, just for this, this feels like this felt like a fight to the death the minute it began. I'm just trying to say, like, okay. if, like if this dude's like on death's door, I'll try to finish him off. If not, oh, okay, then I'm no. not, then I'm going to punch number three or try to punch number three with my second attack. Let's, let's try to, let's try to s spread this debuff as much as possible. Okay, well, that one's not as good. Uh, that is a, uh, 16. That hits. Cool. They're, they're just wearing some tattered chain ah, mail. Wow. Yeah. They got what's coming to them then. Uh, that's 11 thunder damage on this one. Uh, and so now we're as just as a reminder, every time I hit someone, my gauntlet starts flashing in their face. And if they try to attack anyone else, it's at disadvantage. If you could please remind me of that when it comes to their turns in the meantime, pebble. All right, um, I am going to channel Divinity and uh, do my Radiance of the Dawn. So each hostile creature within 30 feet of me, which should be all of them, but I can move if you want me to be closer, but I think I'm range. Um, uh, has to make a constitution saving throw of DC 16. Okay, so it looks like only one fails. Okay, so they still take half damage on a success. Um, full damage, it's going to be a 15 for the guy who failed, and uh, it, it's 7 because you round down for those who uh, passed. And it's radiant damage, if that makes a difference. So again, seeing both Borkoro and Basil land those first blows, yeah, these guys, they hit them, they they hurt them. It is not in the nature of these creatures to feel fear, but you feel like that's maybe as close as they get, is their reaction to your doing that. There was like, there was a, a yowl of pain, which you've heard before, but none of you have heard these creatures emit any sound that sounded anything like fear until this moment. Okay, so then uh, one is gonna move and attack Basil. He's very, very old, but nonetheless very, very large and intimidating longsword at you, Basil, and brings it down. Or a does a, a 16 does it? It does Basil. not. So it glances off your magically imbued armor. Number two, however, is going to do the same. And that's a, oh, I think that does hit you. No, wait, no. Your, your armor class is 18? 18, yeah. Damn, okay. These guys can't touch you. <laughs> Number three, however, is going to book it over to Pebble. He's not going to properly disengage. So I don't know if you can do something. Uh, I mean, I, I can attack him if he doesn't disengage. Yeah, sure. Give it a shot. Sure. Let's, let's get a, try to get a punch in. I don't think that's going to work. That's a 12. No, you just miss him. He just ducks, uh, ducks out of your range as he runs over to Pebble again, lifting his longsword to make an attack with a 19. He does have to attack Pebble at disadvantage, though. Oh, shoot. Thank you. Oh, okay. So second roll was a crit. So <laughs> yeah, I think we'll keep that yeah. 19. Scabby longsword right down on you for a grand total of 16 slashing damage. All right. Ugh. And then he raises that sword again. And at disadvantage, he rolls a critical one. Okay momentarily distracted by 
know, rice pudding or something. Cork. <laughs> uh, ah, finally. And I'm going to attack number three with, well, I'm going to rage bonus action. I'm running out of rages, though. And I'm going to roll to hit. That is a, a 26 to hit. Oh, damn, yeah. Keep clocking. Oh, amazing. That is a 16 damage. Second attack, that is a uh, 21 to hit or 13 damage. 13, wow. I saw how uh, happy Basil was for seeing Volcaro use his bow, so I take a little nibble of the soap and wink at him. (laughs) (laughs) Basil just groans. All right, Borcoro. Uh, same thing. Uh, looks like we're kicking their, their asses. So. All right, first roll is 18 to hit. Okay. And damage is another 20. Uh, and I'm, I was aiming at number two again because I already hit him. And then the second hit is 19. And the damage is 14. Okay. Basil. Basil is... Anyone who can see Basil's face uh, would see that he's, he seems a little a little more determined than normal here. He's he's having some kind of reaction to fighting these things. Um, I'm going to try to... Pride? There's a lot of co- conflicting emotions. He's, he's, look, he's looking a little tormented. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to punch number two here. Just get start off. Okay, uh, that's a 21 uh, for... 11 thunder damage. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to slide away from one and two. Uh, and just move five feet down and try to punch number three. Hey, does that not trigger an attack? It does not because I'm mobile. <laughs> okay. Again, I just, he's annoying. Whatever, whatever thing you, <laughs> you think would suck about him sucks. Um, that is a 26 uh, for... Ooh. Max damage, 13 thunder damage. 13 thunder damage. Okay. Pebble. All right. I'm going to hit number three with a third level guiding bolt. So that's going to be a 24 to hit. 24 hits. And 19 radiant damage on him. 19 radiant damage. How's he looking? Um, Number three? Yeah. Uh, not as bad as number two. So number one now doesn't need to disengage, so he can just straight up dash up to the upper level to meet Vorkoro. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so number one is here, but on the level above. So, however, he did dash, so that is his action. He's looking pretty good. Number two... No, wait. Basil is still there then, isn't he? Basil, you're, you're dimly aware that the second... One has just sort of taken a moment to just, like, rally. And um, it's kind of disturbing how effective his taking that little moment was as he, again, swipes at you with his longsword. Wait, take, take it a second to rally as in, like, he, he looks, like, better? Like, he's more put together? Yeah, like, you just hit him, and then he just kind of just, just bounced back a little. You hate to see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he definitely hits you. Okay, what's he what's he getting me with? So the first blow with the longsword comes crashing down on you for 12 slashing damage. Don't love that, but I do have a reaction I'd like to use. Okay. I have a brand new toy, just like Vorkoro and Pebble. 
And I'm going to use my Radiant weapon. So I'm going to expend one of my four charges and just have this big surge of light that will blind this guy until the end of his next turn. Nice. Interesting. Okay. That really pissed him off. Um, and he definitely then missed with the second attack. Number three is going to scoot down. So as not to disengage Pebble, but to the hitting on Cork. And number three lands a blow on Cork. Number three still has to attack at disadvantage. Still has to attack at disadvantage. Okay, first attack misses Cork. <laughs> oh, second hits. No. It's that under control, and that long sword comes crashing down on Cork for 21 slashing damage. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you guys under the impression you were doing very well? <laughs> I thought we were doing okay. Yeah. Is that is is that uh, is that twenty one half because of his rage? Yeah, I will half that because of my rage, and I knew that, and I remember that, and that halves to uh, ten. Okay. I suppose yes. Okay, make ten then. And it is your. your well, I clap back as the kids say with um, twenty two to hit, uh, eleven damage, and then. Oof, that's going to only be uh, nine to hit. No, I'm sorry, that's a whiff. <laughs> uh, so then I I leave it. I think the 11 damage was enough, and I decide to do no more. It, Jay, just in, in, this, in the spirit of me knowing your character better than you do, which rage are you using right now? Oh my god, such a great question. Um, probably tail. Uh, wait, no, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> was, this, was this a difficult question? <laughs> I was hoping no one would ask. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do bite. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm gonna freaking do bite. Nah. Just uh, I'm not saying you to do anything with it right now. I'm just saying you should. You Wait, sh sorry. Tail. I'm doing oh tail. Oh Final my. Final answer. Tail. Okay. So just. Just know that you have that. You have that resource at your disposal. Let's move on. Yeah, now I do. <laughs> For Koro, your uh, sharpshooter scheme has been interrupted by one of these revenants who has been up to the balcony and is rounding the corner, wielding his giant sword. So, something to think about. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get 30 feet away by backing up so I, uh, however I can move along the balcony. Uh, I'm going to use... You can only really move towards him on the balcony. The balcony doesn't work all the way around the room. It, it ends it ends at those stairwells. Gotcha. So it went from the door we came in to the stairwell? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, then can I at least get back to the door that we came in to put some distance between me and him? Well, well that involves you moving closer to him is what I'm saying. Cool. Uh, then I'm going to stay where I am. I'm still going to use my action surge. Okay. First roll is... Uh, Love it. 23. 23 hits. That damage is 20. And then the second roll is 16. 16 hits. 8. Okay. And the third arrow hit is 17. That hits. And the damage is 10. So he, the undead knight continues to charge at you. He now has three more arrows sticking out of his front like porcupine quills. Mm -hmm. Um, seems more annoyed than hurt, Basil. God damn it. Let's stick with Basil's 
current plan because it seems to have been going okay. Of I'm gonna try to punch number two. Okay. Uh, Sixteen. We said hits, right? Yep. Cool. Uh, that's eight more thunder damage. Eight more thunder. And damage. I'm going to move away from him over towards number three. Try to debuff that one as well. Okay. Um, that is a twenty-three to hit. Uh, for minimum damage, uh, six, six thunder damage. Is that your turn? Uh, no. As a bonus action, I want to use my defensive field and give myself some extra temp HP. Okay. Just like my just buzzing with like a little force field around me. Uh, but yeah, no, that's it. Pebble. All right, I'm going to hit again with my guiding bolt at the same guy number three. Okay. That's a 19 to hit. Okay. And I kablam him for 14 radiant damage. Dang, 14. Ooh, he's pissed. He's pissed. Get mad. Get mad. Right. Undead man. Anything else? That is all. Thank you. Okay. For Koro, number one continues to charge at you and levels his great sword for Okay. One hit gets you for 15 slashing damage. The second, a 13 doesn't hit you, does it? No, it doesn't. You get lucky on his backswing. He, he just glances off your armor. Um, he's doing okay. Basil, number two is no, number two is blind. Yeah, this is the first turn since I blinded them, right? Wait, which ones were blind? I thought it was just number yeah, two. Yeah, it is. Um, num- number okay. two and number three have like the debuff of like the, if they attack anyone else, it's at disadvantage. But like this is number two's first turn since I blinded him, right? So how does that work? Does he get saving throws? Is he just waiting? Uh, it's just until the end of this turn, he's blind. Okay, so if I remember correctly, all of that really means is he's at disadvantage on attack rolls, right? So yeah, he's, he's just going to go for it. Oh, man. Isn't that always the way? Uh, so first attack. First attack swings wide with Basil. The second does as well. Okay, to be expected. Um, Basil got hit by a blind guy. I think he'd be pretty upset. Okay. Irina has been hiding out in the stairs. All she has is a rapier, but now she's going to try to have her moment with it. And she embarrasses herself. Aww. Swing and a miss. Oh, Irina. That is going to be enough for number three to turn its attention to her. Number three is making attack rolls at disadvantage, you're yep. saying? Oh, wow. Ugh. He still manages to clip her with his sword. Oh. Oh, Irina staggers back and falls against the steps, bleeding out. Oh, Jesus. Don't worry, guys. I got her. Fuck. I mean... <laughs> Guys, we're doing that thing again where we spread out all our damage and don't actually take anyone off the field. Mm. Work. I was focusing on number two, although now I have to deal with number one. Um, okay, so I'll... Where is Irina right now? She's the eye. She's the eye on the stairs. Right, makes sense. It's a little complicated because we're looking at two levels here. Mm-hmm. And number one is right there. Is number one on top or on the bottom? Number one is above, is a, the level above okay. you. So you can probably hear number one and Vorkoro stomping around on the wooden balcony above. Okay, I'll d- attack number three then, I guess. Um, okay. And that is going to be... 
gosh, a seven to, oh wait, sorry. Uh, nine to hit. Sorry. And then an eight to hit. No. God, I'm rolling like doo-doo. Uh, Vorkoro? Well, uh, I got this guy upon me. Um, I would like to run upstairs uh, and see. You're going up the tower further. Uh, yeah. I'm curious to see what kind of vantage point I can get from up there. That's bad. Sorry, give me a second. No, that's, that's really, that's really interesting. I just want to make sure that I know. I'm really nervous now. I don't think I've ever heard you say anything in real life, in real life or without. Fuck you. (laughs) Um, so you make it, let's say, you you make it what feels like approximately another floor up. Uh Uh-huh. And the, n- nothing, ha- it hasn't, like, you haven't hit a landing or it hasn't opened up to another level yet. Do you want to continue to dash upwards? Uh, yeah. If I can get, like, above everybody, I've got 154 range in my bow. Well, I, I understand, but you make it up to another another level up and the stairs just keep spiraling upwards. So if you, if you, if you want to take a bonus action, you can. But otherwise, I feel like I have to call that dash to just get as high as you can. Yeah, I mean, I said I wanted to, and I did, and there's really nothing else I can do, so I'm sorry. I was not expecting that. Basil? Can Basil see, uh, from where he's standing, can he see Vorkoro, like, on the balcony, where Vorkoro was? Probably not. You could just look up. I mean, none of you looked up to see if there was a third balcony level. Because he spent so much time going up, I'm assuming there isn't a third balcony level. I'm just trying to figure out whether Basil knows that poor Coro just left them. <laughs> um, you know, give me give me an insight check. Insight. Uh, that's that's a twelve. Um, I don't know if Basil knows that Vorkoro did that, but Basil also knows that it's exactly the kind of impulsive gamble that Vorkoro would take. So I think Basil has noticed that the arrows stopped firing, and he's. Well, the arrows stopped firing once one of these things got up the stairs at me. I had to fire it that way. So yeah, the arrows haven't been firing for at least one turn. Now. Um. Okay, Alex. Yes. Numbers two and three. Yes. How how do they look? Are they, are they bloodied? Well, okay. So so context. The very first time you laid eyes on them, they were skeletons. So right. It's kind of hard to tell. Um. But it looks like. And maybe you've been you've been chipping away at them fairly well. I mean, you've definitely been landing hits, and it's not like they're definitely not vampires. You know, you're you're nothing's just glancing off of them. Okay. And maybe they're not going down as quickly as you anticipated, but yeah, you've been chipping away. Okay. Um, not exactly the good news I was hoping for. Between two and three, does one of them look significantly worse than the other? At the moment. Three does, but three also just took a radiant blast from Pebble. So number three is probably still reeling from that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to focus on three then, because that one I could hopefully try to take it off the board and uh, also yeah, okay. keep them from still going after Arena. So what I'm gonna do is I'm not actually gonna attack it this turn. Okay. They uh, they're wearing armor, correct? Tattered chain. It's not super impressive, but it's not nothing. But it is metal, and they are wearing it. Yes, that is true. Okay, so I'm going to cast heat metal on that tattered chain mail. All right. Uh, so it glows red hot, uh, and any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage as soon as I cast this spell. Okay. It's super underrated. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's a great spell. 
Yeah, I, I, it might be my favorite spell. So there is nine fire damage levied its way. As that happens, it roars just as loudly as it did from the radiant blasts. Cool. Okay, fire, da- fire damage. Good. They like fire damage. Um, okay, yeah. So they just totally focused on that. Uh, like just like the angriest, most serious you've ever seen Basil look. And that's all that I could do. All right. Pebble. Okay. Step one, bonus action healing word um, on Irina. So I guess, do I need to disengage from anybody to get to her? Healing word, no, it's... it's. Oh, right. I can just say, I just say it. You're right. You're so right. You're so right. Okay. So I will healing word her, and that's going to give her eight health back. Okay. And I'm, if I can, I'm going to tell her to get further away if possible. Um, and then to, I can't cast any more spells, but I am just going to whack number three with my mace for good measure. Cool. Uh, that's 20 to hit. That definitely hits. And that is seven damage. Yeah, he's looking rough. Awesome. That is my turn. He's starting to look pretty rough. Here's the bad news. Apparently not interested in Forcoro, number one decides to join the fray below, which means he descends those stairs only to come up to, come down, I should say, to Irina. Incredible. Who is still prone from having fallen. Well, shit. And I, it's, that's the only one that I haven't put debuffs on. And Irina is down again. <sighs> Where's number two? Okay, number two is still blind. Uh, no, sorry. No, it's not blind anymore. Okay. Uh, is he still at disadvantage for any reason? Uh, nope. I didn't hit him this turn. The only one that's at disadvantage right now is three because it's on fire. Okay. The number, the number two definitely hits you with its sword at least once for 13 slashing damage. All right. Well, then I'm going to use my reaction to blind him again. Okay. His second attack roll was a one anyway, so it checks out. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Irina, I guess, makes a death save. Um, I guess number three, does anything happen at the beginning of number three's turn with the heat metal? Uh, no, it's just, it has disadvantage on like all like attacks and checks. And then on my turn, I can use a bonus action to do the fire again. Okay. I see. I see. So number three then is going to flail back at pebble. That's one miss. That's two. Holy. Okay. You. You guys are only going to believe this because it would be a really stupid lie. <laughs> okay. Two attack rolls, okay. both made a disadvantage, both rolls, a seven and a 20. Wow. <laughs> How's that for statistically anomalous? That's crazy. You absolutely love to see it. <laughs> and we're back to Cork. Booyaka Shah. Um, I'm going to keep attacking number three. That will be a 22 to hit. Oh, gosh. Uh, for six damage. Uh, sorry, seven damage. You're attacking it with a great axe? Yeah. Okay, so what does it look like when you knock his fucking skull off of his neck? Oh. Like a T-ball. Yeah. Wow. Nice. It looks very, um, nice. very satisfying. Like uh, like an ASMR video of someone slicing <laughs> through sand with a sharp knife. And it's it's oh it would be pretty if it wasn't absolutely horrifically disgusting. Cool. Um, the head topples over. I go to so number one's at the bottom of the stairway now next to Irina. 
So that's the thing. First off, number one is maybe a couple feet above you now because Irina is at the bottom of the stairs and she's between the two of you. Can I uh, hop over Irina and make it to number one? So, so here's the thing. If we're doing this by the book, you can move through Irina, but you can't end your turn in her space. And then number one is on the next space. Ah, so I guess I'll go to number two then in that case. Okay. I attack with my great axe. That's a hit, like 23 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And that is only seven, eight damage, eight damage. Eight damage, okay. All right, Vorkoro, I've got good news for you. Okay. You get the impression that a further 10 feet, the stairwell is gonna open up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go up there then. Cause... That was my goal. Okay, so you come, after another 10 feet, you come to the top of the staircase and a door. Gonna go through that door. You are in what appears to be in the high tower of Argonvost Holtz. Another staircase spirals up to another level. However, in the center, you are looking directly down to the chapel about 70 feet below. Excellent. Excellent. However, it's, it's a smaller, it's not like this balcony. It's a smaller opening. It, like like a circle, right? Yeah, but it, it also stands to reason that you're not going to have a clean shot at everything. No, what do I have a clean shot at? I'm going to say... Number two? Number two, but at disadvantage. That's that's the best to do for you. Really? All right, well, I'm going to give it a try because I fucking came up here and running back down would waste my chance. So, we good. Nine? Nope. Second attack. 18. That hits. Excellent. 15. 15. All right. Good shot. Basil. Just, just out of nowhere, Basil sees like an arrow whisk down and goes, oh, he's not dead. <laughs> uh, okay. So I would love to be able to heat metal this other guy here, but I can't because I don't have any more. Okay. And is Irina down? Yes. I can heal her though. Okay. I, was, I can also heal her and I, I kind of want to get in between her and number one over there. Alex, mm -hmm. if I were to heal her, could I like, could it be like an object interaction to like drag her five feet and take her spot? Or is that too much? I'm gonna say you wanna move to her, cast Cure Wound and then drag her. Yeah, I just like, cause I, I don't, I wanna move her just like out of direct, being directly in front of number one there so that I can stand there. You can, but I'm not gonna give you your full movement. That's fine. I have 40 feet of movement. Okay, let's count them out. Five feet down to where the star is, another five feet over to Arena. Uh, so I have 30 feet of movement left. Can I? Let's turn that into 15 if you're dragging her. Okay, that's fair. Um, so I'm, I just want to drag her one space up. Okay, so yeah, you can easily get her there and then situate yourself between her and... Cool. That's what I want to do. And I, and I want to hit her with uh, Cure Wounds for, for my action. Okay, so how many hit points is that going to be? Um, okay, so that's going to be eight uh, points of healing for her. Okay. Um, and I guess, uh, last thing, bonus action, give myself some more temporary HP. Okay. Pebble. Okay, um, who's looking worse, one or two? Oh, definitely two. Okay, so I'm going to go for two since... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we've hit one at all. Oh, maybe maybe Vorkoro, maybe Vorkoro shot him like once, but 
Okay. I am going to hit him with a second level uh, guiding bolt. That is going to be a 27 to hit, and that will be a 19 radiant damage. Holy crap. Okay. That scared the hell out of him. Nice. Um, Basil, it is number one's turn, and it just saw you get in the way of its quarry. 17 misses, right? A 17 does miss. But a critical hits. So enraged is it that its first blow glanced off your armor, that with the second, it manages to just, through the pure force of anger, bring it on home. Oh, I don't like, I don't like where this is going. 29 slashing damage. You said 29? 29. Ooh, okay. I'm not down, but I do have four health points left. Basil! Is, is two still blind? Uh... No. Uh, wait. Yeah, I blinded him last turn. Yes, two is still blind. So he still is going to attempt to stagger towards the sounds of combat and take his... Ooh, that's another highly improbable roll. <laughs> Stop using these weighted dice. Six slashing damage to Pebble. Oh, okay. Irina is very disappointed that it has come to this, but she's going to just sort of move into... An area of comparative safety. Nice. Um, number three is dead, and we're back to Fork. Okay, it's time to do my business. I'm going to attack number two. Let's see. Great axe swing. God dang it. That's uh, 10 to hit. The miss. Oh, my God. That's an 11 to hit. Sorry, no. I am rolling. Can I roll higher than a five for once? <laughs> As someone who's uh, about to die, I would like if you rolled higher than a five. <laughs> well, good luck. That's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're, we're laughing because we're scared. Procora? Can Procora even do anything while he's way up there? Can I still hit number two? Mm, again, a disadvantage. Okay, but... If I run, I don't get to hit anybody because it would take my full movement to get back down the steps I ran around. I admit that this was a bad idea. You know what? Two, two, is, two is blind, so make it a straight roll. Oh, that's true. That's right. I'll take that. So that is 18. Hits. Damage is 11. Second slash. So let's, no, let's not talk about the second one yet. Let's just talk about what the first one looks like. Hey! Nice. All right. So I still have a second shot, but unfortunately I can't hit anybody else. You want to tell us what that kill shot looked like at least? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, so uh, I aimed 70 feet up. I launched the arrow. It went straight down, <coughs> hitting the skeleton in the skull. It then pushed the skull into the rib cage. Uh, and then the bones just collapsed. Excellent. Um, so Basil, you are now standing there in front of number one, who has, who has the high ground <laughs> and is looking pretty untouchable and untouched. Uh-huh. This is true. Get out of the way. <sighs> I, if I get out of the way, he goes after like Irina. But I can hit him next and get in his way. If you get out of his way, I'll get in his way because you're much closer to death than me. First thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna take my swings at him. Okay. 
Uh, that's a 25 to hit on the first attack. That hits. And a, a nat one on the second, so we're just going to do the one. Um, okay, pretty good. 12 points of thunder damage. Okay. Um, and I guess I will step back and I will move away so it's like just between Irina and anyone that tries to come at her, but I'm now like a good 20 feet back. All right. Pebble. Okay, I'm gonna move a uh I'm gonna move right up on him and I will first heal Basil with my final third level spell, my bonus action healing word, and that's gonna be 13 uh HP back. I will take it. And then I'm gonna hit number one with my mace. And that is an 18 to hit. That hits. And that will ugh. Three bludgeoning damage. Oof. Again, you see the skeletons sort of do this weird rally. Smack down by your mace and then just comes back ju- almost just as vibrant as he had been. If anything, more so. And first sword attack on Pebble is 18 slashing. All right. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't get me, but it, I'm, I'm nearing death. Okay, well, the second one hit you for 22. And that is now at a zero for me. Oh, no. I'm down. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Irina, Basil is, lo- or, or I'm sorry, Basil, Irina is looking at you like, where do you want me? Uh, stay, stay back. Okay. Three is dead. Cork. Um, I don't have any healing that I can do, per se. Oh, man, if I took but. I was Wait. feeling far too invincible. Sorry, everyone. No. Okay. Um, I guess I'll try to distract number one by going and attacking him. Um, okay, I'm having a hard time seeing how exactly you're going to get it to him. So it's it's Pebble and then immediately that guy? Yep. Okay. Can I can I climb on the wall and then ceiling and then go over them? Oh, that's I right. Yes, you absolutely can. Hell yeah. I'm a climber nice. now. So I like a, my spider-like parkour. I climb on the halls around him, pop behind him, and swing at him with my great axe. Okay, that's going to be a 20-something to hit. Oh, love that. 14 damage. Hell yeah. And then another 20-something to hit. Wow. For another 14 damage. Nice. Wow, I rolled the same thing two times in a row. Yeah, he was not expecting that. Um, and then we're back to Vorkoro. Uh, running down the rest of the steps, hopefully another 30 feet will get me back to the balcony level. Uh, 30 feet will get you to the balcony, yeah. Okay. And But is number one back down on the floor now? Number one is, is sort of on the stairwell below you. But I don't think that you have a clear shot. Right, so, gotcha. I'm gonna keep going down the steps then. I'm gonna use my dash to get as far down as okay, possible. Okay, you come down and you see Cork just hanging out on the wall. Oh, so so that's fun times. But um, <laughs> gonna, even though you can use your whole movement, that's gonna count as a dash. So I don't know if you have any bonus actions. Uh, no, maybe not. Basil. Okay. Well, as the designated backup healer, I think it's time to get Pebble back on her feet. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to run over and hit her with a cure wounds. Okay. Um, my second to last spell slot. 
Um, that's the wrong die. Hang on. Pebble, you get seven health All points. right, I'll take it. And I don't think I have any bonus actions that I can do. Okay. So uh, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you. Well then, Pebble, you're up. All right. So, well, if I if I try to move away at this point, I guess, can I take a disengage action to get further away from him without taking an attack of opportunity? Sure. Okay. I think I'm going to do that because I want to get out of the way. I can do damage from further out. So, but that's my full action for my turn. So then he's up. Betty McBad guy. The first round takes one sword swipe at Cork. Oh, and does not hit. Okay, then I'm going to use my reaction. Okay. Amazing. Um, with my tail. By the way, I have a tail. Oh, wait. Isn't, isn't, the, isn't the tail reaction defensive? If, yeah, if he hits me. Never mind. I will just laugh at him for missing. <laughs> <laughs> what he does do is he's feeling kind of edgy, and he is going to disengage to chase after the two weaker members of your group but that is going to give you an attack of opportunity if you want to take that as a reaction. Instead. Yeah, I would love to do that. Cool. Uh, 18 to hit. That hits. 11 damage. 11 damage. Okay. How's he looking? He's not bad. Oh, wow. He's going to use a second weapon attack on... I don't know, who's he pissed off at more? The dead person who just got up or the person who helped her get up? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Odds, Basil, evens, pebble. Ooh, Pebble. Ah, no, no. Oh, God. Does a 16 hit? Uh, No, it does not. Whew. Wow. Oh. Oh, I was so close. We love casters with armor. Curses, curses. <laughs> Cork, it's back to you, because that was... uh. Is it? Oh, okay. Um, So I'm going to run up to him, and I'm going to attack with my great axe. I've been rolling well. Wow. 19. Do I credit a 19? No, I don't think I do. No, not since third edition. Oh, that's so 16 damage, and then my next attack is 19 to hit. 18 damage. Wow. Okay, yeah, that was that was a hell of a blow. Yes. For Koro, you can now make it to the bottom of the stairs and get a pretty straight line on him. All right, time to start shooting arrows. Okay. Right, first roll is... Oh, come on. 11. No, sorry, that's gonna go sailing past him to the stairway beyond. Second one is 14, come on. That hits, but just, you get him in the shoulder. Clearly I'm winded from running up and down the steps. Nine. Honestly, who who, who among us wouldn't be? Okay, is that your turn? Uh, yeah, I got nothing else I can do right now. Basil. Oh, guys, I'm so nervous. Um, I, I think I gotta save this last spell slot to pick someone up. So I'm gonna... I'm just gonna punch him. Basil like looks over at Pebble, trying to be reassuring. Mm. We got, we got this. We can, we can do this. Uh, that is gonna be a dirty twenty to hit. Okay. For a full thirteen points of thunder damage. Okay. Uh, second one is a seventeen to hit. Yep. For the minimum six points of thunder damage. Okay. Um, so I don't have any bonus actions, and now I just need to decide whether I want to stay here and be of target for them to attack or run away. I think I'm going to stay. So that's it. Okay. Pebble. All right. I'm coming back in with the biggest guiding bolt I can do, which is a second level. Oh, God. That's a nine. I, I 
Yeah, I'm sorry, that's all good. I believe that that is all I can do. Yep, okay. Okay, so looking around then and assessing the situation, that spell just fizzling right in your own face has turned his attention away from you to the other two opponents in immediate range. Reminder that he attacks at disadvantage against anyone but me. Oh, interesting. Okay, in that case, his attack against Cork totally whiffs. That's his attack against you, I'm sorry to say. That's a bummer. Hell yeah. These debuffs are coming in handy, but I'm about out of them. Okay. You see Irina make her way back towards the fray, but keeping at least enough of a distance to assess the situation. And then it's Cork. You know what I'm doing. Swinging that. Axe. Oh, hell yeah. 17 to hit. I'm on a roll now. That is 11 damage. Let's go, Cork. Bring us home. Let's go. Ah, 23 to hit. Oh, five. Sorry, seven damage. Not nothing. Not nothing. Yeah, this guy's day just got way worse. For Cora. Arrows. Now, 13 misses, right? No, 13 hits. Oh my god. Alright, well that first arrow does five. What the fuck is happening here? I was doing so good. <laughs> oh fuck you. Nine for my second arrow. Just goes right into the mosaic floor. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Alright. Back back to Basil. Damn it. Alright, you know, next verse, same as the first. Swing this thunder gauntlet. Basil also is Looking up at Vorkoro disapprovingly. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, it's your magical bow. It's like running out of magic already. Don't blame me for your performance issues. Uh, that's a 16 to hit uh, for 12 thunder damage. And then a 23 to hit on the next one for another 12 thunder damage. Ooh, Ooh this guy is coming apart at the seams. Pebble? That's, it's, there's, as, as, Jake has said many times there is four of us and one of him. <laughs> it's let's let's crush this skeleton. All right, I'm guiding bolting again. Oh, 12 to hit? No. Oh. Okay, well that's the turn. All my homies hate skeletons. <laughs> also, I have a plus eight on that spell, so that I rolled a four. Oh. Yeah. Wow. All right, Basil is going to take 11 damage. I'd prefer not to. I'll take it instead. I'm the one doing the damage here. Okay, I all right. I, I'm still up, and I will be using my reaction yes. to blind him. Yes, girl. Okay. Yes, queen. It's giving blind. Marina <laughs> <laughs> whips. She really wanted to help. She really, really did. Cork, appreciate the effort, but come on, Arena. Oh, I'm up. That is a Baha 19 to hit with my great axe for 14 damage. Oh boy. Oh boy. How do we feel about that? He's, you, do you have another attack? Yeah, 13 to hit, thank God. Not only does that hit, that's going to absolve him of his one remaining hit point if you would like to tell Woo! us what happened. Yes! Oh. I would like to, um, Hand, uh, who's next to me? Me. Okay, I hand Pebble my battle axe. Oh. I grab this guy, I carry him up to the ceiling, 
And then I drop him down on top of the battle axe, oh. effectively severing him in half with the force of gravity. I killed him! I killed him! No, no, yes! I did it! Damn. Oh my god, you guys. The Basil just like slumps down like heavy breaths. Yeah. All all I can really say after that is that Umberly really pulled through for us, I think. I think she really came in handy in that battle. I don't, I, don't, I think. <laughs> you guys came out feeling really good about that. And I still do. Uh, I hate necromancy. Orkoro <sighs> is going to say, okay, we searched the bottom, then we go to the fucking top now. Can we just take a breather? I, I think most of my insides are on my outsides. <laughs> I, I kneel down beside you and start rubbing the soap on your wound. <laughs> heal! Heal! <laughs> Come on, friend. Pull through. <laughs> yeah, Basil is right fucked up. He has... Let's, 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 let's put some numbers to this. Uh, I have six health points. I have no ability to give myself temporary HP. I have one first level spell slot and I have one like get hit and blind someone left, but it wouldn't matter because if I got hit again, I'd probably go to hell. <laughs> yeah, I got two first level spell slots and seven HP. So I'm in a similarly bad situation. Like I, I spent most of my time playing D&D as a DM. So like this, this isn't saying as much as it sounds like, but I don't know if I've ever been like this depleted of resources. Welcome to hell, pal. Yeah, Brian, you've done this to us many times. <laughs> I've got um, 52 <laughs> hit points. <laughs> well, can we like look around this room and see if there's any like now that like we've destroyed the threats? There's like an altar. Can we see anything? Any 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 spoils of our curtains? efforts here? Curtains? Any curtains? Or... Rods? Sorry, no curtain rods. <laughs> um. Can I, can I like limp over and make an investigation check of that altar? Yeah, sure, if you want. Uh, that is a 19. From what you've heard from like Father Petrovich and others, the the sort of the religious inclination in this in this land is is built around sort of a vague sun god. So there's a lot of that kind of iconography, uh, sunburst, things like that in the the reliefs carved into the altar, as well as what remains of the stained glass. But that's really it. There's, you know, a, a, a mosaic floor that's that's ancient and dingy to the point where it's hard to pick out a, a, an obvious design. There's the balcony above. There's the door on the west wall that presumably leads back into the mansion. And then there's the door to the north, which presumably leads out to the yard. Okay. Well, we almost died and we're still no closer to any answers here, but I think that's going to have to be left for another time. So. Uh, our hubris has been rewarded with near certain death. Um, can I ask you guys to at least decide if uh, we're gonna, if, if this is gonna be a, any kind of a rest or if we're gonna start the next time just, just plowing ahead? I would love yeah. a rest. Oh, I was gonna say plow. A rest makes sense. I, I have six health points. I can't plow. I, 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 not, I'm not he's, either he's in a, more a plow in a, mindset. He's in but... a B plowed position currently. <laughs> he's in no position to plow. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I get back on a short rest. Like I don't think I actually get any like 
spell slots. Yeah, health though. I get my channel divinities back, which would be nice. Yeah, that that would be good. Particularly since fire seemed to be effective against these guys. Yeah, let's try rest then. You're in the chapel? Uh, yeah, I get. I guess so. Okay. Wait, uh, Brian, did you mean you wanted to short rest, or did I steamroll you into wanting a short rest? No, I do. I said I, I really do want a short rest. Well, I know you wanted a rest, but I wasn't sure if you were considering a long rest. I, I definitely don't want a long rest in this uh, keep. I agree. Especially because, like, if if these guys are the same thing as as like you know Vladimir upstairs. They're just gonna find a new corpse and come back. Definitely, yeah. So, oh, hopefully, it takes a second. I didn't even think of that. Thanks for that. Maybe he's just like bigger and tougher than they are, but I kind of have a feeling they're all the same. These guys did not go down quick. No, motherfucker. Yeah, Yeah. we we may have just made some very bad enemies, but I we had to do was go upstairs. That's yeah. Sure. Okay. So, Alex, yes. Short rest. Okay. And we will. You can murder us next time. I really thought this was going to be the time that one of you went down. I really did too. Oh, me too. Had to try harder than that, pal. <laughs> that being said, it was specifically because I was thinking you're going into this with one of your key marshals being an archer and having almost no arrows left. So, yeah, you really. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, you you made the mistake of letting the Artificer reach level six, and he gets to be even more obnoxious. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, let's let's see where you go from here. You you got a hell of a lore dump. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, And there's still more of of this mansion to explore. Hopefully this will be worth our efforts, but so far it's just been undead guys and religious iconography. I actually, I, I got this, this whole idea of this sort of corrupt order of undead knights is one of my favorite, can, is one of my favorite storylines here. I think that's just such a cool idea. Yeah, the, the fact that these guys specifically want Strahd to stay alive is interesting. Yeah, it was very complicated. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. We will make him suffer, but we will not kill him. Well, it makes sense. Like if they want him to suffer in eternity, they have to also suffer too, in a way. Yeah, except like they're they're real rigid about how that suffering works out. We're like, you're like, we don't like him either. We can help. And they're like, no, no, not like that. Yeah. That's not the right kind of suffering. Right. Cool, guys. <laughs> One guy took a huge chance on you, but uh yeah, they don't trust you. Yeah. And you know, now if, if they're all just gonna come back, I hope they don't look too unkindly on us killing their brethren, but I can't imagine something that they're gonna like. So good and we will explore the consequences of those actions next time but in the meantime if you liked our show please follow us on twitter and instagram at blood on the dice and leave us a five-star rating wherever you're listening and keep your fingers crossed that we don't do anything this dangerous and stupid next time we definitely will definitely next time gadget (laughs) next time Uh, if anyone has anything they would like to shout out or plug or just reminisce on the horrible decisions we've just made, now is the time. Oh, we did pretty good. <laughs> I'm plugging soap. Use it. <laughs> soap is good. Someday Cork will learn that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, for, for anyone listening at home, uh, you know, inspired by us, please don't rub soap on your open, gaping wounds. That's not... 
That's not the best way to use it. It's soap is good, just not not like no. <laughs> but you do have to clean your wounds, so I mean, maybe just go to a doctor. My advice: go to a doctor. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug doctors. Um, <laughs> That's a good plug. Good plug. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>